is up, Fantasy Fam. Week 9 in the books. Now we are on to week 10. We're in the double digits. The NFL season is in the double digits. Nobody panic. Nobody yeah. panic. I'm excited, yes. but I'm upset. We are more than halfway through the season. That's it's so upsetting. absolutely nuts. Some some playoffs will be starting within the next two to th- three weeks, depending on how big um, those playoffs might be. So it's it's a big time right now. Okay, this is amazing. I love it. I'm um, excited. I'm yeah. excited. So week nine, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, some injuries. Then we're going to get into our MVPs for halfway through, you know, more than halfway through the season. We're going to talk about who is our MVP. Um, from weeks one through week nine, it does not have to be you know a round one guy, a round two guy, even a round three guy. It can be literally anybody who has helped you, who has been consistent, who has you know shown it and proved that they are a top ten at their position and will you know lead you to the playoffs and the title. Love it. So let's uh, let's jump into some injuries that have happened over the past week. Some of them a little bit more gruesome than others. So we'll start with Seattle. So Chris Carson, um, he goes down. We don't know the severity of it yet. But we do know that Mike Davis entered the game, and he played pretty well. Um, from what we saw from him, he looks like his same self back uh, back in like the end of September, early October. He put up 62 yards on the ground, 45 yards through the air, seven receptions. Looks like a good stand-in for Chris Carson if he is down for you know extended period of time. Um, is he a startable, you know, running back two flex option at this point if Chris Carson is in fact down? Definitely. I, I would definitely, with, with what's out there, like if you have like Jalen Richard unfortunately as your second running back because either your second one stunk or you know you exactly <laughs> exactly um Rashad Penny kind of kind of stinks doesn't get any action we don't know if he, we don't even know what he <laughs> no, we have no idea what he stinks. well yeah true but I mean he's obviously not playing for a reason so uh Mike Davis I would definitely get him I think like a running back too probably a low running back too maybe potential high running back too for me. Yeah, at, at least a flex option for sure. I think Seattle's leaned on the run game a lot this year, and last time they played the Rams, he had 12 carries for 68 yards in TD. So yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he has that kind of big game ability for them. So I, I don't mind it as a running back two option if you are, you know, kind of scarce the position, or if it's a flex option, that's even better uh, because I do think he has a little bit of higher upside than some running backs because of what Seattle does on the ground. So I think that's, you know, if if, if Carson does not play, I think that Mike Davis is a is a nice starting option. Um, so oh, and like and the same thing. This last po- point about Mike Davis is the fact that like after those games back in like what the middle the middle of October, um, they probably dropped him. Like after that Rams game, he had a pretty good game. So some people might have dropped him after that because you know for those next two games against Oakland and Detroit, he only put up like fifty four total yards on the ground. So I think people might have dropped him to the point where they you know he might still be out there in some leagues. I don't so think, he is I don't out, think he's there. out there in any leagues I'm in. I mean, it, it depends. It, it depends on this, the league you're playing in. If he is out there because of those two poor weeks and what Seattle does on the ground, he is a must-add at this point with Chris Carson down. In Espen, he's only owned in 18.5% of leagues. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like he had those two good games. People picked him up, or three good games. People picked him up, and then he struggled in those next two. So I would not be surprised if he is out there in a good majority of leagues. Keep your eye out. Yeah. So uh, let's move to Washington. Uh, they unfortunately lose two offensive linemen for the season. Uh, Sean Louvau. Uh, I can't, I can't say his name. Can't say his name properly. And Brandon Sheriff. 
uh, their first round pick from a few years ago. They are both gone for the year. So what does this do for Adrian Peterson? I mean, does this really impact him? Do we see a you know some type of bounce back even without those you know offensive linemen, the, the interior guys? What do you guys think? Well, I think potential comeback player of the year, AP Adrian Peterson. Um, he's, I mean, he's had an incredible season, but it, it's definitely due in part to the offensive line. So, and I think it's um, it's, it's silent after the L. It's Sean Lair. Sean Lair. Might be right. I have no idea. Sean Lair. So he's he's had some some big games. He had over 24 carries three times. I mean, a couple games ago against the Giants, 26 carries for 150 yards and a TD. That's unbelievable. I know we didn't really stop him at the end there with that that third down for 65-yard TD, but hey, I digress. They're playing Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay this week. They may get a lead. They may not. There's not, not a lot of playmakers healthy. I think Paul Richardson also got hurt. He's done. Crowder's out, I think. Maurice Harris, who's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maurice yeah. Harris. He got 12 targets. It's unbelievable. He was in the He's double done. digits. Like, what? Yeah, well, they have nothing else. Josh Doxson, like, why aren't you stepping up? Josh Doxson, I mean, didn't he have a touchdown, right? <laughs> he I mean, did, but, like, that was yeah. it, I think. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's an interesting one to watch because if you still have the faith in Adrian Peterson and you want to start him, it's a great matchup to go into against Tampa. I mean, you still have to start him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it yeah, especially if they have no receiving playmakers now. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball. I mean, I think or, they, I think he takes a step back, definitely. Probably from uh, yeah. running back to, Correct. like, low running back two, I would say. This might be an okay game for him, but moving forward, I'm a little yeah. concerned yeah. if I have. I think the sell high windows might have closed already if anybody, you know, listens, listens to us. So. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to a more disgusting game and a more disgusting injury, and that is Raheem Mostert. Um, uh, mustard. Most, mustard. Mustard. Sounds, sounds like mustard. <laughs> um, so he he breaks his forearm on Thursday night football against the Raiders. Uh, what an unfortunate injury for a terrible team that he's playing for. He's actually showed some bursts. Uh, yeah. But they crushed the Raiders. Yeah, which is even <laughs> more embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> He did. Yeah. He did. So, I mean, I think this is a kind of a big one because some people had him in that flex option because he did have that big playability. He was breaking off ridiculous runs and averaging, you know, an ungodly amount of uh, yards per carry. So, I think that this is kind of a loss for them. It's unfortunate for him. I'm, you know, I'm sure next year he'll be back and better than ever. But what does this mean for their running core? You know, their running game and the core. I, I absolutely have no idea. Alfred Morris. He, he can't feel comfortable starting him. Even Matt Breda can't feel comfortable starting him. Like, what what do we even do? Do we do we consider starting one of them and hoping to God it pays off? I mean, that's a that's a real big hope um, to start someone <laughs> like Alfred Morris. Yeah, he's familiar with his offense, but he's had the opportunities and he just hasn't performed as well. I mean, I think he's on the other side of thirty, right? He's been around for a while. Um, the more eloquent side, you mean? Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, fragile. <laughs> Jeff Wilson is a guy that I read about. I don't. I don't know how anybody feels about him. We have no yes. idea what this guy could do. Jeff. Wilson. I like this country album in nineteen ninety eight. Does he work in? Yeah. Does he work in accounting? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Wilson. Yeah. He must have a mustache for November. I don't know. Well. He's on. He was. Uh, he's on the practice squad. He'd be the next guy up, which he's definitely going to get promoted. Obviously, so. I could get promoted. I don't know. So anyway. Based on that situation, that's why the only reason I'm, I'm bringing him up is because he could fit into Shanahan's, yeah, you know, his like his scheme. Yeah, that's true. So, All right, so that's that's a good one. I mean, if if it we if don't know, carries, we don't know. If hope is your method, 
Yes. Yeah. That is a lot of I mean, hope. If, he is if a you lot are, of hope. And yes. Then if yes. you are hanging on by a thread, like myself, in certain leagues where I have went from 5-1 and one to 5-4 and four real quick. Ooh, um, I think I'm in might, that league with you. So are you yeah, there. you might need, uh, you might need some, some hope. <laughs> so this might, this might be it. Sprinkle someone on Jeff Wilson. This, <laughs> this episode is about hope. So AJ Green has been in a walking boot um, for the past few days, week. I'm not really okay. sure the exact timeline. Um, so they're saying what they're saying now is he could miss uh, the next few weeks. They're saying about two. They're not. They're being kind of ominous about it. I don't. I don't really know some if they're, they're, being, they're not telling you exactly all the details, but they're saying he's going to miss some time, and they're predicting it at two weeks. Um, not only does Tyler Boyd, you know, Tyler Boyd's had a great um, season to this point, top 15 guy at uh, the wide receiver position in PPR leagues, but he takes an even further step forward. I have him as a top 10 guy at this point with oh. AJ Green out. Um, he is he has been Andy Dalton's like 1A or 1B this year. Even when AJ Green's the 1A, Tyler Boyd's been the 1B. So I think he's a top 10 guy. He is a must start as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, whatever you have him at. Um, he is, he could potentially by, by season's end, he could be our fantasy MVP. So I would not, I would not, you know, I'm not going to sell him short on that. He really could be, um, if he finishes strong for the Bengals in that tough division. Well said. Last piece of news that we'll talk about in terms of injuries is Chris Ivory. Some of us unfortunately had to start him this week because of so many injuries to their team and bye weeks. Uh, Saquon Barkley for me and Corey Clement were both on buys. Um, so I had to start him. It was wonderful. Um, so he goes down. He has a shoulder sprain. He's listed as day to day, according to Sean McDermott. Uh, what is Buffalo? Do we do we just count them out at this point? Do we just not start anybody on the Bills? They do have two wins. I don't care how many wins they have. They have they have more <laughs> than the Raiders and more than the have Giants. Watched them? Have you watched Have you watched the Bills play? Because I sure have. I have. Oh, they're pretty. Bad. I have watched the play. How they many are... fantasy wins have they helped you with? And you can't say Bears defense. Uh, yeah, a lot with Bears defense. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I target defense, anyone on the I Bills when I'm picking up a defense. Three D. I, three leagues I have them in, and I drafted I all three. I couldn't tell you, you know, one person that is. I don't have any bills except Chris Ivory, who actually had eight points this week in PPR, so I can't hate it too much. But it's just a no-go at this point. So even if you have Chris Ivory, if you have LaShawn McCoy, if you have anybody in, you know, in on Buffalo, just done. See you later. Just stop. <laughs> so those are our injuries for week nine. So let's let's move on to our, our main theme for this uh, for the show, and it's going to be MVPs from the midway point in the season. Okay, that MVP could be on your own personal team. It could just be somebody you've seen out there that's saying, wow, they are consistent every week. They are putting up multiple point, you know, 10 point, 20 point, 30 point games. You know, they're not just doing it in big increments. Like the way I describe it is Julio Jones last year was a top five wide receiver, but he was nowhere near an MVP. That is because he had like three good fantasy games. Okay, so all of his points came in three, four games. I want somebody who's going to be consistent each and every week, who's helping you win each and every week and carrying you into the playoffs. I don't want somebody who's just going to score, you know, 45 points in a game and then skip the next week, a.k.a. Amari Cooper. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's that's what I want at this point. Um, So I can let one of you start with your uh, first MVP. We're going to go through about two of them each um, and we'll we'll go through and see, you know, if we have any similarities or if we agree with each other's. Yeah, totally. Um, so this guy's not on any of my teams. I probably should have picked him up. Uh, I'm very upset I did not. Everyone who did, I bow to you. Um, James Conner is an absolute MVP. Uh, he is the third running back in PPR right now. Wow. That is absolutely insane. Uh, I think in this league, uh, brother, you actually drafted him in yeah. a 14-team league, right? 
Got to take a chance. Yeah, I think it was getting close to the um, start of the season as well. So there was a lot of chatter about what Lev was going to do. So you took a chance on him in the 14th round of a 14-team league. And he is the the third running back right now. That is an MVP to me. And he's consistently put up. uh, So in this league, one time, eight points. Other than that, every other week was above 14. And well above it too. So there is someone that you described, you know, so beautifully that you want consistency. There you go. Yeah, it's all about it's all about consistency at a high level. It's that, not about you know consistency at a low level. It's I want to make sure they are putting up a ridiculous amount of points for me each and every week. That's an MVP. Yes. And that, I mean, and that is my MVP. Yeah. So somebody that I think benefited a little bit from from injuries. To the team at his at his position, another running back. Obviously, going to stick stick with the theme here. Um, James White from from the New England Patriots, an unbelievable asset in PPR leagues in the past in Super Bowls. I think last year he may have struggled a little bit, didn't get the opportunity. They had Rex Burkhead, they had Deion Lewis, both of them this year. Before the season started, they were neither one of them were playing for the Patriots. Oh, kind of consistency. <laughs> well. <laughs> Speaking of consistency, he has at least 14 points in every game this year. He has at least 23 points in five of the last six. He is 0.1 points behind the number five overall running back in PPR leagues. Barely number six. He's averaging 22 points a game. He was drafted in the 10th round or later in all 12-man leagues. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Obviously, as the season got closer, I think his ADP went up when you saw that Burkhead might be hurt and what they were doing with the offense. But Tom Brady loves him. He catches everything. He's a team player, and he produces. And you have him, too, in that same league with James Conner. Oh, wow. That's a great... That's a fine, did, you, did, you and your, did you and your mustache pull that one off? That is a fantastic <laughs> combo. It is Movember for all you out there supporting men's health. Prostate cancer, testicular cancer, please check us out. Stastronauts. That is our team, Stastronauts. Feel free to donate. Ooh, Save, we're saving nice. lives. Thank you. Wow, you're, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate what you're doing. Um, so the, I will actually mention the fact that James White and James Connor go against my theory that I will continue to support and back up with hardcore evidence. The fact that you need a, you need to draft running backs early and often, and you know, you might get lucky, you might get lucky later on for the most part, early running backs are of utmost importance. And I still stand by that. However, there are options later on that really have paid off a, i.e., you know, James Conner. So, so the running backs you drafted this year, Todd Gurley first, right? David Johnson stinks. Lev Bell doesn't play. <laughs> yeah. These are your guys you want to draft yeah. early. Okay, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Dalvin Cook, hurt. Perception. Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Fournette, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Saquon Barkley getting a ton of receptions. Melvin Gordon oh scored a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. I mean, yes, it's a bad year for running backs. Without it's a, a balance. Doubt. It's a balance. It's, it's like half the top guys. Year. Yeah, but if you still look at it, you look at the top ten guys, half of them are still out of that top two rounds. Okay. I mean, Gurley and Kamara, obviously. Gurley, Saquon, Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Think about it. You're still talking about the top four running backs off the board in most leagues. Besides David Johnson and Zeke. You know what I mean? So so my guy is actually, we're going to, you know, we're going to sew up the running back category here. And I have another running back to go with. Um, and I'm going with a guy who has benefited purely from injury. And I wouldn't say bad play, but I would say from because of the injury, a lack of production. And that is Latavius Murray with Minnesota. Ooh. I mean, I, 
I was expecting him to have an impact, but when I, if you, you know, roll tape back to like late August, early September, I was saying Latavius Murray would have a more of an impact and he would have startable, you know, he'd be a startable asset because of his goal line work. You didn't know that Dalvin Cook was going to get hurt. Did you not? Did you not just hear what I said? I said he would have a role because of goal line work. I literally just (laughs) said that. So that's what I thought. I thought he was going to have startability because of his goal line work. However, Dalvin Cook goes down and now he has more than that. You know, he's not getting a ton of rushing attempts. He only had the one game of 24 attempts against Arizona, putting up 155 at a touchdown. But he's made the most of it. He's had 4.6 yards per carry, 4.3 yards per carry, 6.5 yards per carry. But he's also done it in the receiving game. He's had, you know, 15 plus yards each of these games. He has five total touchdowns on the year. He is currently ranked as the number, uh, what's he, number, number 18 running back in PPR. Meanwhile, he was drafted as the number 52 running back somewhere in that 11th, 12th round. So to me, that's a huge MVP because it's a huge step up on the competition. If you can have a running back in that top 20 that you basically either drafted late or undrafted. Um, So for me, he's a huge one because then you can, you know, hopefully you built a ton of talent under that in those first five, six rounds. That's why. Didn't I pick him him for you in that one dynasty? You did. Uh, He's my, I I forget who I lost. I lost some people for the season. You lost Geis. I picked Geis Geis for you. Started. I mean. But, yeah, I mean, that's why I love, like, Latavius, he showed in Oakland that even though he kind of has, his production is very, like, it's not great in terms of, like, his efficiency, but he scores touchdowns and he's a hard runner. So, I mean, it makes sense in a Minnesota offense that wants to pass the ball that they would have a guy who can, you know, get you know get in the end zone when, they, when they're on the five-yard line. So, and he's had a touchdown in four straight games, FYI. He does word, word up. I had him, too. I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got, I guess, I guess we're going through two each. Yes. Is that, is yes. that how it goes? All right. Um, so mine, I don't have him on any team. Uh, I was just literally going down the list before and didn't realize where this guy was drafted, especially in a 14 team. Cause I think 14 shows like not truer value, but I don't know. I just, you know what I mean? Like you got to draft a little yes. bit smarter. It's, it's the need for depth and the need for value based on exactly. how there are. You, you don't pick again. It's drafting smart. It's not drafting with high hopes for upside. It's drafting You reach. Upside. You reach. That's what I do. I reach. Yeah. I, I take high I upside guys I like crazy. Inverse of that. I am yeah. completely opposite of that. I think if it's a 14-team league, it's way less opportunity to reach. I think it's you, you need to lock in talent because – well, yeah, everybody's, I guess, it, reaching, so it's not it called scared. reaching then. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> not too many people are in 14-team leagues, so there's not a lot of ADP out there for that. So <laughs> yeah. we, set but it bar, shows... we set the bar, guys. <laughs> um, so this is the league that we're all in together, um, and he was drafted in the 13th round. You're that's pretty far. Uh, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, wow. Matt Ryan has gotten over – he's gotten 10 points one week, and then every other week was over 17, one in the 40s, and four in the 30s. That's pretty good. It's not bad. So – For an offense, we call anemic. <laughs> and that's where – and that's um and that's where passing touchdowns are only four points too. That's true. So imagine if they were six. Damn. I mean – So Matt Ryan, there's consistency where he got him in this. I can guarantee you – Unless people were just drafting quarterbacks insanely early, which, I mean, happens in some leagues. Yeah. When there's, like, a run on quarterbacks or whatnot. Well, what's really but, stupid is that the draft the day after the Eagles game that I was in, brother, he didn't even get drafted because he looked so terrible. And the offense reminded everyone of how poor Steve Sarkeesian was in, as an offensive coordinator the year before. 
and then and he's think about that. He's think about dominating. That. Yeah, I remember. He has after, two. He has three interceptions on the year. After week one, we were ready to write him off. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't I didn't draft him. The proof was in the pudding. Yeah. You watched that first game. He looked atrocious. Oh. They looked terrible. I mean, Eagles defense that was pretty good the year before, but still not you know up to what they were you know in 2017. But he looked terrible, and all of a sudden now he performs. It makes me look stupid, but it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. He, he did this two years ago, didn't he? The same thing, same crap. Two years ago, he was won the MVP. So yeah, so yeah, so uh, he's got a 70% completion. That's pretty good. Like that's insane. 19 touchdowns, Three, three interceptions. Yeah. The I love window is so is so ridiculously hard because. He did not perform that well last year whatsoever, followed up, following no. up his MVP season, right? So then it looked like after that first game, like, oh, maybe he's falling off a cliff. It's over, like everyone said about Tom Brady for the last eight years, and then still does really well. So if anybody picked him up after that first game, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. the number what? Two or three quarterback right he's now. Top, top three, I think, or top four. He's number two, Same. I think. Um, yeah, just to wrap up, I'm going to offer mine, but I'm going to ra- throw in two names in there that we didn't discuss at the quarterback position, which... It's kind of obvious at this point because of how great they have played because of the offensive minds and because of pure talent. Um, and that is Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. Unbelievable. Both, both of them are MVPs for your team. And I never will think that about a quarterback. However, it's it's worth noting because of how good Sean McVay is as a head coach and as offensive coordinator, Jared Goff has then now taken a huge step forward yet again after we said, you know, he's not going to do the same what he did last year. You know, he's going to be maybe a top 14 quarterback right now. He's sitting at number uh, number three quarterback. So and the next one is Patrick Mahomes, who is the number one fantasy quarterback uh, in some leagues. We saw him go early because of people who had faith in him. And in some leagues, we saw him go super late because of all the question marks surrounding his ability. Um, and he has proved completely, you know, making them seem foolish. Patrick Mahomes has looked incredible. And there's really no reason to talk about either of them because they are so blatantly obvious. But it's worth noting because I would never in my wildest dreams put a quarterback in there for MVP of, you know, fantasy. But they're worthwhile to talk about because both of them in some leagues you were seeing drafted in, you know, 11th round through 15th round. So worth noting. Agreed. So my guy, my last guy actually plays in a Sean McVay offense coming into the year. He was being ranked as the number 34 wide receiver in PPR uh, somewhere in that seventh, eighth round, sometimes a little bit earlier, depending on how much love you had for that uh, offense. And that is Robert Woods. Robert Woods has been nothing short of spectacular this year. Um, I remember I had my my doubts about players like Brandon Cooks at first, but then I started to get the pieces together and think, you know, he's going in that fifth round, but they traded a first-round pick for him. It's Sean McVay. They signed him to a ridiculous contract. He's got to have some impact, and he has. However, Robert Woods is the one who has really taken that step forward this year. Um, he's he's been, the only one that's been healthy. He's been incredible every <laughs> single game. Uh, that's why. He has had 70 yards or more in every single game since week two. Okay, week one, he put up 37 yards. Since then, he has put up 70 yards or more. Granted, he only has three touchdowns. However, he has put up five receptions or more in each of those games. And has put but he's up, consistent. It's been unbelievable. His yards per game is a 14.6 on the season. And that is only that low because of the first game of the season where he put up 12 yards per, per catch. So I, I just I, I can't phrase it other than the fact that he is the number 10 wide receiver in PPR. And I think he still has the capabilities to finish in that top six. Uh, with Jared Goff at quarterback and with the weapons around him. Mm. So, I mean, I think he is a true MVP because he has the ability to be a top five, top six wide receiver. And he played for Buffalo, who has no longer has any weapons. So that's what makes me laugh the most. <laughs> Amazing, right? Mar- same, same thing happened to Marshawn Lynch, too. Think about Buffalo. Buffalo had Marquise Goodwin. They had Robert Woods. They had 
Oh, there's more. Sammy, Wat- Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. They got all these players. Look how terrible they are. But they got rid of everybody. It's the Sean McDermott. It's the Sean McDermott way. I guess. Take a playoff team and disassemble them. Disassemble Johnny Five. So I just want to highlight on what you were saying before I jump into my wide receiver MVP. Robert Woods, number 10. Brandon Cooks, number 15. Cooper Cup, number 18 right now. Average-wise, Cooper Cup is right outside the top 10. It's a testament to, as per what you guys were saying, Sean McVay, the offensive mind, Jared Goff executing what they're going through every week, preparing for the game. It's And Todd Gurley, who's the overall number one on the same team. It's 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 unbelievable. They're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Offensively, it is a lot of fun to watch. And this is a stat, too, that I was looking at earlier about Jared Goff. He's actually only 11th in the NFL in passing attempts, which is crazy, which is unbelievable. Second, second in yards, second in passing yards. Yeah, his efficiency is unbelievable. It's fantastic. He's insane. I love him. You have him. It's fantastic for you. Two weeks. A receiver, too, that um, I actually picked up in a couple leagues this year. He was being drafted similarly to Robert Woods in the sixth to eighth round, currently the number seven Overall wide receiver in PPR leagues, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. And speak, keeping with the theme of consistency, he has at least 16 points in five out of nine games and over 24 three games. So he has that consistency, and he has a couple blow-up games as well. I mean, what is it? Death, taxes, and Fitzmagic scoring in garbage time? <laughs> Thanks to Bortles scoring in garbage and, time. And, <laughs> taking the title he's taking the title and a couple of these receivers scoring at least 13 14 16 points every week it's four touchdowns the other day for Fitzmagic. magic <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 ridiculous in, in garbage time this brings him back and then they lose always um but Demaryius thomas now that he's no longer in denver i think the upside is even greater for emmanuel sanders moving forward i mean case keenum has a has a rapport with him he, he throws to him he gets targets i mean he's had at least five receptions in every game except for two it's um I'm flabbergasted that he was drafted as the 30th overall receiver, and he's number seven right now. So a great value, and they have a bye this week, so he has some time to rest. And I think he can finish top five. Very nice. Yeah, so awesome. Loved it. MVPs of our uh, season so far. That was, and, that was a lot of And granted, there is still some time left in the season, so there could be ones that replace them. I mean, obviously, some obvious ones to also throw out there. Todd Gurley, amazing. The year he's had, the touchdowns he's put up, incredible. Adam Thielen, his first game so far this year, this past week, where he had under 100 game, 100 yards in that game, also unbelievable. So, yeah, there's some obvious ones out there. They are definitely leading you to the title if you have one, two-plus of those guys. Kamara, Gordon. Kamara, right. Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon. I mean, these are guys who you know, we expect these things of. Um, Todd Gurley actually was a consideration for me, and I know we had this discussion, but he really was in consideration for me, even though he was the number one pick in most leagues. But he is just because everyone. Just because he's averaging a ridiculous amount of points per game for your team, to the point where your whole team could suck. And if he puts up 40 points in that game, you might have a chance of winning just because of him. Like He's up by 50 points yeah, over Kamara that's in how one good league that I'm been. in. Yeah, that's how good he has been. So that's Kamara has been incredible. Yeah, that's how he was in my consideration. I had also Mitch Trubisky in my consideration. Uh, Eric Ebron, George Kittle, all of them have been unbelievable this year at their given positions, uh, all in the top five uh, to top ten of their positions. So, all right, awesome. So bye weeks coming up. We'll talk about some some waiver wire pickups, discuss, and the bye weeks Um so bye weeks this week, uh, week 10, is the Ravens, the Broncos, the Texans, and the Vikings. So some big names in there for sure. Oh, yeah. um, some we just discussed. 
Um, we have, you know, Adam Thielen. We have DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. We have Philip Lindsay. So some big names out there we need to replace, need be. Um, who are you guys targeting as potential um, replacements for maybe a week or going forward? I like I like Adam Humphreys. I'm going to jump in this one. Um, I was kind of a believer in him last year. He started to get more love towards the end of the season. Uh, but this guy, uh, I'm just going to ask you guys. So 10 and 8, those are the number of the targets that this guy and one other player had in last week's game. So Humphreys had either 10 or 8, and then there was another guy. Go. For who? For the Bucks. Oh. The other uh, wide receiver. Chris Gott. No, not Godwin. Um, it had to be Mike Evans had 10, and he had like one catch or something terrible. So Mike Evans, yes, oh, yeah. he had 10. He we were laughing 10, about that. It was a pedestrian. 10 targets, and he got one catch for 16 yards. Come on, but, buddy. So, so what's going on there? I mean, is it just he just doesn't want to throw to him, or like he does, but... Oh, it's all right. Uh, Adam Humphreys has he got eight targets, eight catches, two touchdowns last week. Yeah. I th- I think with with what's out there, especially if you are let's say like an AJ Green owner, you know, and he's out there. I'm not saying he's gonna replace AJ Green, but I think he's someone that, you know, his last his last three games, nine, ten, and eight were the number of targets that he got. With Jameis and Fitzmagic, so. Doesn't depend on the quarterback. I like Adam Humphreys. Yeah, I'm uh, my guy this week, um, and I waited until I saw the news that Geronimo Allison is. Oh, we missed that piece of news. My apologies. Um, Geronimo Allison has been placed on IR. What happened to him? Oh God Almighty! I I I can't. I can't even. Oh my God. So I had I actually had faith in Geronimo Allison being a potential number two wide receiver um, for Aaron Rodgers this year. First of all, the Packers offense looks. Pretty brutal. I mean, he um, was the number two before he got hurt, right? Yeah, but I mean, not a consistent. <laughs> I mean, I meant like for the year. I was hoping he oh, was yeah, the yeah. number two wide receiver for the year. That game was rough, dude. One mistake and they couldn't get it together I after Aaron Jones fumbled. Yeah, they it had was the momentum the and it was over the after that. Fumble killed everything for that. The game ended. The, the game ended right there. Because then they scored and then. Uh, anyway. So to replace him, Marquez Valdez Scantling has been. To me, a kind of a fantasy revelation. Dude's averaging 21 yards per catch, okay? So in the last four games, it's kind of interesting to see because he puts up 68 yards, which is okay. Then he puts up 103, 45, 101. But in those, He doesn't have many catches. But the thing is, is, in those games when he didn't put up 100 yards and only put up 68 and 45, he had a touchdown in each of those games, okay? So he was able to salvage those those games with the touchdown and make up for not having as many uh, as many yards. But his yards per catch is unbelievable. 33.7 in the last game. 22.5. 34.3. 38. I mean, his his catch rate is unbelievable in, in terms of yards per catch. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. He really is. And I think he's Didn't developed. he tear up the combine? He is, yeah, he did. And he is developing into, into Rodgers, one of Rodgers' favorite targets. He's a big boy, too. He's like 6'4", 205, I just saw. Yeah, he's he's very large. So That's a, that's a big target besides Devonta Adams. It, Devonta, can we can we just talk about Devonta Adams for a second? He's awesome. No, I don't want to talk about him. He's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, from a guy who people touted as a, who could, a guy who couldn't catch the damn ball, they they told him, you know, he he's going to be a problem because he can't catch. He has bad hands. The dude catches everything. I mean, I mean, literally catches everything. He's in number five. You got so, it together. I mean, I just wanted to mention that for for a hot second. He got his ish together. I remember watching those tapes and they were saying, you know, he's got raw ability, but he can't catch. And you guys were wrong. 
So, FYI. Anyway. Wrong. So he's uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is my pickup of the week. In a lot of leagues, he is owned. Um, but if he is still on the waiver wire, which he has been in, I think, in more than like like forty percent of leagues, I think. Um, if, then if you're in a good if you're in a good league, he's uh, probably off the waiver. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. If you're in, if you're in a competitive league or if you're in a thir- you know twelve fourteen team league, he is most likely off the waiver in your league. However, um, if he is out there, please submit a bid on him. He will automatically step in to be the number two for Aaron Rodgers, and he is a worthwhile one for sure. Who likes to throw? Yeah, that is correct. The individual that I'm going to mention is actually, as per Espen, owned in less than fifty percent of the leagues. Which, after you hear his stat breakdown from this past week's game, you're not you're not going to believe me. And he had potential. I think last year he finished as a top 10 running back in PPR, which is unbelievable to me that they didn't use him at all this year until this game. I know Kansas City doesn't have the greatest defense, but Duke Johnson Jr., oh, yeah. are you kidding wow. me? Yeah, good one. I, it can't just be because it's Baker Mayfield's development. No, they forgot that Duke Johnson was on the team. That's why they said, see you later, Hugh. See you later, Hugh. What are you doing? They didn't even use... Duke Johnson. It, I mean, it, it's unfathomable after this game that he had because clearly they were like, "Yo, all right, let's huddle up here, guys. We gotta let's get Duke the ball because he can catch and he can run." As he proved with nine for seventy-eight yards, two tids, unbelievable. I think. I mean, in the Falcons, they're playing this week. Give up the third most receiving yards to running backs in the NFL. Their defense is one not, of the worst. Exactly. <laughs> I know they have a bye week after this coming week against Atlanta, but if he's if he's available in your league, I mean. He is somebody that I'm targeting with a majority of my fab money. I'm going to try and pick him up and absolutely start him as an RB2 high flex option this week. So I got a, I got a question for you guys. This uh, is one of sure. my lineups. I want to see what you think. Sure. My starters are Melvin Gordon and Tevin Coleman. Must be nice. And I also <laughs> have Duke Johnson on the bench. Who do you start? Out of those three? Do you have a flex? No, I don't have a flex. Would you start Duke Johnson over Tevin? Who's Tevin playing? It's the it's the Falcons and the Browns. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for listening to my podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tough one, actually, because Tevin just like had a monster game, yet he disappears for a majority of games. And uh, Smith is Ito, Ito Smith actually was pretty good this last. Was it the last game? Right, he scored touchdowns. That's, that's, yeah. that's a tough one for me. That is a tough one, actually. Uh, at cool. this point, I'd probably leave it as is. Um, until I see a consistent basis, you know, like I was going to add on the fact of that, that Freddie Kitchens uh, is the new offensive coordinator for Cleveland. He also happens to be the running backs coach. OK, Ooh. that is why Duke Johnson has a pulse. Finally, welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, because Freddie Kitchens knows what he's capable of and he's using him that way. So I want to see one more game of it. I want to see a little I want to see if if they're going to use him yet again against the Falcons. So after that, though, I would I would, you know. Make that decision, but for now, I keep caution and kind of go with the Tevin Coleman experience. So, it's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. It's conviction. It's going to come down to conviction, brother. Who do you believe in on Sunday morning more? That's correct. <laughs> and yeah. check the weather too. Always check yeah. the weather. <laughs> Always. They're playing, the Always. Same, they're playing the same team, so they'll be playing the same weather. Always check the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have a kicker in leagues that oh. have a kicker. Oh, before we before we get out of here, can can anybody vouch for the the look that Philip Rivers gave to Caleb Sturgis? Oh my god, did you see that? After no, he, I did not, but I can only imagine what it looked like. He an extra point yet again and then they cut his ass, but it was it, very emotional. It was a death stare from hell. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
Phillips stared through his soul. I mean, oof. So he's been cut. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that little uh, little tidbit. Caleb. Yeah. Hey, the, uh, the the kicker that just got Badgley. Yeah. Bagley. Bagley. Um, I don't know. I'm seeing him on like top priority. Well, that's what makes, honestly like that's people how people were with like Harrison Butker, and he's now a top you know what seven six kicker. I mean, five kick- yes. practice squad, right? Well, yeah. look at that. Look at that freaking squad. offense. Yeah, well, that's true. I know, but still, he's still putting he's up getting points. a lot of. He's getting a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah I, kick it though. Got to kick that ish, bro. Yeah, and it's, it's still. It's not. A, it's not a chip shot anymore. That extra point. He's still making them. <laughs> so. Everybody's missed one. I'm going through it now. It's like a majority of kickers have actually missed an extra point, which is kind of kind of scary. Unbelievable. I love it. So that wraps up uh, our week nine episode. Uh, we talked about some some injuries. Some some of our MVPs so far uh, for weeks one through nine. Like I said, that could change come week you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen when the playoffs come into you know become more of an important part. Um, those guys could be different players. Who knows? Uh, the season always ends differently, so it's you know it's important to stay on it and to you know realize that you know, the guys who are important for you in week five could also fade off in week fifteen when you need them the most. So and then we finished uh, up with some waiver wire guys to pick up uh, for this upcoming week. That included um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, Adam Humphreys, and uh, uh, Duke Johnson. So I want to throw another one really quickly sure. in there, you know, because we talked about the team earlier and A.J. Green in a walking boot, you know, earlier in the episode. Uh, C.J. Uzoma. Uh, Uzama. Yeah. I think that he takes a little bit of an uptick, you know what I mean, tight end. It's a pretty piss-poor well, yeah, position you, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say Moss. You could say Josh Malone. I mean, two guys. I think I think CJ. All right, is the guy to go just because tight end. I mean, if you have like yeah, or if you have Kyle Rudolph. Okay, you have Kyle Rudolph on a buy. Yeah, and he's and True. he's available, which he's he's available. I think in like one or two leagues. I'm in. Yeah, so that's but another, he he could be picked up. Could yeah. be picked up. That's another good guy to pick up on the waiver wire if he is available, um, especially as you were two weeks. So anyway, that wraps up our week nine. Um, please check us out um, on Twitter. We are at the Fantasy Fam. We love to stay active as much as possible, answering questions, um, some important news when it breaks. We are the first source for it. I'm just kidding, but we're close enough. Um, <laughs> I wish we were. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can also check us out at thefantasyfam.com. Send us an email at thefantasyfam at gmail.com. Questions, concerns, anything. We also, you know, like we said, we are. You know, always active on Twitter, but if you have an email and you want to send us an email, have at it. We would be happy to answer any questions you have. Um, it's getting to that point in the season where, you know, decision-making really, really matters. You know, if it's whether it's getting over the threshold of winning or if it's scoring a ton of, you know, as many points as possible, um, we want to make sure that we set you with the right lineup um, to make sure that happens. You're so, welcome. Yeah, I agree. This is the Fantasy Fan signing off.